This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network for Tuesday. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by Joe Camp of Comstock for our opening market discussion. Joe, what are we seeing taking place on the grains? A quiet overnight, a little bit of back infill for these soybeans down just a couple here. That's after a big up day to start the week. Still some bullishness there on the soy complex related to a couple of different items. One that we're getting some advanced export activity here some buying from China last week, some huge daily sales announcements. We started off the week with some more of the same here, and that's a positive sign that we're starting to see extra trade demand there on the soybeans, in part possibly driven by importers and their worry over uh, this deteriorating weather in Brazil. It's early yet, but they know that you know it could be now a later uh, harvest here eventually because of the delayed planting and you know eventually too probably a smaller crop overall because of the stress that we have and so that's a bullish storyline in this market as well you still have the story with meal and the way it's running so hot cash basis really strong and exports up here for that commodity and that follows last year's drought in argentina so a lot of focus on south america and right now it is a friendly uh, motivator for for these futures. Joe, when we talk about crop progress, or I should say harvest progress, we're pretty much nearing the finish line for the overall picture, but there are still some pockets that have quite a bit of work to do. That's right. We got those numbers in yesterday afternoon to show the national uh, corn harvest at 88% complete. That's a couple points ahead of the five-year average, but it's skewed because of those states across the West, Iowa at 94%, Illinois even in the middle at 95, pretty well wrapped up, but that's not the case for states in the north like Wisconsin is a laggard at 66%, Michigan, Indiana facing some delays along with Ohio. So it's a much different storyline if you flip the eastern corn belt and the western corn belt. Western corn belt, again, talking about having it all pretty well put put away and it not taking much in terms of, of drying and that's the opposite of what we're hearing in the east where they're saying gosh we're going to you know not only face these delays but it's wet enough that we're going to have some some cost to, uh, to to dry that down and so it is a different picture here uh, but you know we look at the forecast we look at these recent conditions and we're thankful for pretty well uh, clear conditions now, and, and those look like they'll extend uh, much to the benefit of those that still have some work to do. And then, Joe, back to the beans. This could be then, do you think, the start of a little bit of a run on exports? I know we've been talking about that. We want to see it happen. But with the situation in South America and now knowing that the United States is in its prime window to sell those soybeans, is this a sign of maybe more things to come? I think it is. It's Seasonally, yeah, as you'd expect, uh, a period where we're going to be selling a lot of soybeans. Uh, but it just fits with what we've heard or out there in terms of China really trying to push coverage, trying to restock, if you will, and uh, extending that purchase interest into the U.S. market in a much bigger way. Again, we saw that last week with the sales announcement for in just one deal, more than a million metric tons. We normally have these daily sales pop up that are 120,000 metric tons of soybeans, a couple of cargoes worth. Uh, but it was a really big sale, and it was kind of lost to the market because it was announced on report day last week, last Thursday morning. But if we have any more of that, one, it could follow that recent trade delegation and the meeting 
in Iowa with those representatives of U.S. exporters and farmers that have in the past led to some bigger uh, daily deals. We got part of that. We could have more of that to come. And the other thing that's going on here uh, in, a, in a bigger way is that we've had these terms of trade uh, strengthen for our, our exporters in uh, reflection of this lower dollar. And the dollar index down sharply this morning. That's a response to the consumer price index report out and showing inflation moderating a, a little bit even more than expected, and that being a negative for the dollar and, and something that's positive overall for export potential with that, that cheaper dollar. Uh, makes our exports more attractive to the global buyers. And so that's something that can come in play at a time when we're already seeing demand ramp up. If they get even cheaper in terms of uh, the dollar value, then, then we could see even more purchase interest in the coming days and weeks. Joe, what's the story on the other side of the ag marketplace in the livestock complex? Well, if we talk about better exports for the grains here lately, we're looking at sluggish numbers for the cattle, and that's still a product of this market being awfully tight, not enough to go around, if you will, here in terms of of beef in the U.S., still uh, well-demanded on a domestic consumer basis. Uh, but we have also the story on on uh, uh, cattle and beef. Uh, something that's notable lately is that we've had really elevated imports, not just of, of beef, but of live cattle from Mexico. And that's something that probably came into play last month when we had that higher surprise on the placements estimate. It's something that we'll monitor here this week. On Friday, we'll have our next cattle on feed report. And there's still two a different you know competing factors right now and the fact that short term the right now of it we're very short yet on fed cattle supplies and that cash market's trying to stay firm in reflection of that but down the road there's some optimism that we could start to rebuild this herd that we could have you know some supply cushion from those imports and so it's going to be important to see those different numbers like placements and marketings again uh, later this week the hogs They're up a little bit here lately. We do worry a bit, though, now that the board has come up to the 73-74 level on December futures. Now that's outstripped the cash market by, you know, as much as 5 or $6. So we'll see how that plays out today. Joe, are we entering the period where we start to see at least a little bit of bump from the holiday period with the protein complex? I think so. We should start to see that. We, uh, though, have continued to observe on the cattle end uh, reduced slaughter uh, slaughter pace that just reflects that uh, lower availability. But we should start to ramp that up into the holiday period. That could help box beef prices. It's something that we would think could could help reverse some of this recent weakness, save for hams uh, heading into the Thanksgiving season. We already talked about hams potentially getting a bit of a bump this year uh, due to higher turkey prices. We know we've got a bird flu issue again, not quite the same right now across our fingers as as a year ago, but still something that makes that competing meat uh, a little bit elevated in price. So I think we are in that period. I know I'm thinking a lot about the holidays coming up and and what's on the, the menu. I know. I just got excited for Thanksgiving just when we were talking about it now, Joe. Joe Camp of Comstock, our guest here today. Joe, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch for more marketing information? Yep, access to our report, all of our contact information up at Comstock.com. Joe Camp, thanks so much for the time today. Have a great rest of your week. Thanks. Talk to you next week. That was Joe Camp with Comstock. It is time now for a check of the numbers. 
December corn down two and a quarter at 475 even. November soybeans up a half cent at 1368 and a half. January soybean meal down six dollars and forty cents at 447.40. January soybean oil up a dollar 41 at 52.11. Chicago wheat down one and three quarters at 577 and a quarter. Minneapolis wheat up four and three quarters at 733 and a half. Kansas City hard red wheat up one and three quarters at 643 and a quarter. December oats up five even at 361 and a quarter. On the Merck, December live cattle up 62 cents at 175.57. November feeder cattle down 32 cents at 230.40. December lean hogs down 85 cents at 72.50. December pork cutout up 90 cents at 82.95. And class three milk up three cents at 17.15. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network.